look at the fucking crickets coming out of the kid's mouth. I love it. You know, it's like, yes. <laughs> That's what you get for flipping off your mom, kid. <laughs> Tonight's topic is Halloween 3 from 1982 on the house that screams tonight. Uh, we've got Nico Nice in the house. Trade secrets. <laughs> Dave Berman. I ain't got no diseases. You mind if I have a drink? <laughs> Rob, the cinema drunkie Antiquetta. That's a dumb question, Miss Grimbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Erica Wright. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I thought about that one. But of course, there's a singing part I'm going to do that. We have a special guest tonight. It is Tim Welch, and he's a big fan of Halloween 3. Hi, Tim. Hello. Tim Welch, you can just stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so good. I, I, yeah, I, I love that part. Yeah. Wonderful. So, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, sorry you can't see me. Uh, apparently, my camera thinks I'm too ugly and does not want me on here. Oh so, <laughs> so, no, I'm a huge fan of the franchise. I always have been. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I never thought that franchise got the credit it deserved. And I'm, gra- I'm glad that it's finally now starting to get some recognition. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, it's become like this huge cult classic, and and uh, I I think one of the biggest things, one of my biggest pet peeves with the movie, is still to this day, after as you know as old as it is, everybody's well, Michael Myers isn't in it. Shut the hell up. We know, I know right? <laughs> just like you know, just deal with it because I think if that movie was a standalone movie, it wouldn't get the hate that it did. I think so too. I I really do. But there's so you know I, I think one of the one of the biggest things about the movie that I love the most is is the scores. That whole oh my god yeah John Carpenter I can yeah. listen to that soundtrack on a daily basis, and it's just it's haunting, it's relaxing, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just there's something there's something about it. He has he he always had a way with his music, but I think he really 
topped it off when it came to that movie. I agree. We when we were rewatching it for the purpose of the podcast, we were talking about the score and we we're like, damn, like I don't think I gave this score enough credit, you know? No, yeah, not, I mean true. it's it's you know, and you can kind of hear it in, in the other music that he has. Um, you can hear yeah. the similarities to it, but you know, when it comes down to it, I think of all of the things that he did, that was the one in my opinion, not being biased because of the movie. I'm just in general of all of the movies that he did all the scores that he did i think that was by far to me that that was the one that took the cake it was it was definitely uh something to be proud of and it did have his brand on it you could tell you know sort of like you would with like a rock band like oh that's definitely a, a rolling stone song like but you could tell you know that it was his work and it was yes. it was really good agreed no i want to go ahead and, and then, oh i'm sorry tim go ahead what no, I was I was going to say, you know, touching oh, on the, the, the score, um, you can't talk about the score without talking about the iconic commercial music. And bridge is <laughs> <laughs> falling they, down repurposed. Yeah, and they drill that into your fucking head. They, they I think play they play it 14 like times. Yeah, yeah. And over and over and over. And especially and so that last like, scene with Tom Atkins. Stop it, yeah. stop it. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you're screaming. And once would have been enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wanted to address I'm sorry I keep talking when somebody else says I apologize okay I'll well just, then I'll okay fine I'll just chime in that, okay, that, that little uh, jingle that they had there you know I'm gonna be just upfront and honest that jingle you know is, it was kind of like a sandpaper dildo the first time you heard it, it was very exciting but after you hear it over and over again it's, it's, it's not as it's not as comfortable as you thought it would be right yeah. Especially that last scene, especially like where it's over and over, you're like, oh my fucking god, blue stuff. Have you guys seen the video where I forget which horror con was that where um, Atkins did an actual? There was like a people, like people, people cosplaying as like the the TV itself, like with the three masks, and and Atkins did this shit live. Oh shit! Did the ending live at a con? Yeah. That's so great. It's pretty cool. I I wanted to address the elephant in the room, which is. Uh, this movie is so universally hated, and it's really only been in the last six or so years that it's become a cult classic that people have come out and said, I, I, I used to hate it, but I love it now. And I think there's a lot of people like that. And I think it's because we're older now, and we're we're okay with uh, it being a different story than Michael Myers. Um, you know, um, I loved the movie the first time I saw it when I was a kid. But my mom bitched about She drilled it into me. She was like, this movie fucking sucks. There's no Michael Myers. It's not really Halloween. So I had that drilled into my head. So I was like, it was taboo to like it. And then I was like, but I still kind of like it. But then I kind of like put that away. But my mom, she drilled that in my head. Like it was just programmed like to, to hate it. And I was like, but I don't really hate it. I really don't. I feel like, I feel like I'm with you on that because I was one of the few kids that like actually did like it like as a kid. I think, and Rob remembers, when Channel 11 would do the, the Shocktober. Yeah. During, like, WPIX would do in, in New York. Like, they would show, like, the horror movies all through October. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll be honest, like, I, I used to be scared shit of Michael Myers when I was a kid. So when Halloween 3 was, was showing on this thing and it, it, it didn't have them, I was like, okay, so maybe I can watch this and not freak the fuck out. And, and I was, like, <laughs> genuinely into the story, even though... You know, people bitch that Michael Myers isn't in this. That doesn't mean this movie isn't um, equally terrifying because of what the plot is. Oh yeah, what, I thought. What, 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 what Connell Connell Cochran's plot actually is is fucking terrifying. 
Yeah. Well, well and when you, if you really think about it, when it comes down to the movie villains in general, he really takes the cake because he mm-hmm. wasn't just He's a real going son after. Of a bitch. Yeah, he wasn't just going after one or two or, you know, whoever was in his way. He was taking out every fucking kid that was, you know, put that mask on. Yeah, Yeah, that made it much more evil that it's fucking children, like little kids. You know, and I love the fact that, you know, living in Omaha, I love the fact that they, you know, that's kind of, I think, part of it, too. You know, it was, I live in Omaha. They put the the title Omaha, Nebraska in there in that sequence. You know, that was great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I always get a what little excited when, when I see Indiana in, in anything. I'm like, hey, cool. They yeah. they remember that we're a state because I, sure. I, we are in the Midwest as well. <laughs> and, you know, this, yeah, this movie This movie um, also kind of broke one of the big, like, horror movie taboos also yeah, yeah. By, by actually, like, depicting a child's death. Yes. On, yeah. on screen. Like, that really – even now, you don't see it as – I mean, there's, like, those – those wannabe like ballsy like you know like the hereditaries and, and whatnot but i mean back in the 80s it was really yeah, this yeah. and like pet cemetery where like they and even in pet cemetery you don't see gage get hit by the truck no. yeah you just right. see the before and the after right and like him coming back as like a little pissed off zombie toddler that twice the shit out of fucking um herman munster and i love fred Quinn, yeah. but oh, fred you know Quinn. oh my god could there, could there have been a better judd i'm just sorry I that. no i mean he, he was judd i mean yeah, obviously yeah. but john lithgow was that, first of all the remake was shit and when i'm gonna get into that yeah oh, um, that's another but, topic but yes <laughs> but but again again this is um it was kind of like taboo because even Michael Myers, they never showed Michael Myers killing a kid until 2018. Yeah. Right. But, he, but even later on, that's like because horror has evolved since then. But it definitely, I mean, and this was not just 80s, it was early 80s. So it was <laughs> yeah. definitely taboo. And, and I think that that makes it a lot more sinister. But a lot of people, and, and this is the kind of shit my mom drilled into me when I was a kid, is that it was fucking stupid. But I was like, that's kind of horrifying because that, like, I would have been with those kids, like, oh, I want one. I want one. And, like, I didn't want to, like, have that shit happen to me. It was yeah. fucking horrifying. And you know? you know what? Not not for nothing, to be fair. I mean, people people bitch that Michael Myers isn't. Yes, he the fuck is. He very actually briefly, is when they're on the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was going to so, say So, fuck everybody. It. He fucking, yeah. But if you Fuck go you if you don't, something like yeah. IMDb, is particularly was where I saw a lot of this, you're, you're still getting shitty reviews. People angry. Well, you know, people just, you know, Michael Myers is an N.A. It's not a real Halloween movie. I'm like, actually it is because they intended for this to be an anthology exactly. with Halloween stories. It wasn't supposed to be Michael Myers. <clears throat> but after the hate this movie got, they went back to Michael Myers. So. I mean, can we can we really pretty much just say why people love this movie so much? Why eventually the love came around? Can we be honest that it's fucking Tom Atkins? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tom Atkins, Daddy Tom, um, Daddy Tom Atkins. Okay, so like I have these always have like these crushes on older men, um, <laughs> and I needed to add a new one. So uh, we're watching it, and, and I was trying to freak Sean out. So the whole time I'm like, oh, there's Daddy Tom. Oh, look at Daddy Tom. Oh my Daddy Tom Atkins. Oh, Daddy. And he was just like, what the fuck? I think I made it yeah. horrible and uh, more scary by doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll i be honest. It. It's not Tom. That For me, it's Tom's mustache. Let's just be real. like mustaches, but that's why. And you got Tom. You got, that you mustache Sean. deserves separate filling. It really yeah, did. You guys, you guys can see that Sean is clean shaven now that he's done his contest well, work. But I was I kept telling him, hey, you're not Tom Atkins. You're not Tom Atkins. You're not Tom Atkins with that mustache. <laughs> wow. I harassed him. Yeah. 
I want to. I got a little. I got a little movie movie uh, movie trivia for you guys, real quick. Okay. I want to see if any of you guys know this. Probably not. What does Halloween three? How does Halloween three and Back to the Future coincide with each other? Oh, they were filmed. Um, no, wrong. they use the, the same. Well, this is DeLorean. Yes, yes. You, uh, you, okay, you are one of the very few people that know that. Well, I read it today online somewhere. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Dave has like pages and notes. I have like sent a couple sentences. My, yeah, it's, fucking in the, homework. it's in the it's in the fight scene where he's fighting. You know where he sticks his hand through his the 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 assassin's gut. And it's in the back okay. when he's throwing him on the boxes. If you look yeah. in the back, you will see the front of the DeLorean. Uh, yep. hmm. Okay. Growing up, my dream car was a DeLorean. Tom Hanks even... naked on the DeLorean like Tony Katane. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. the mustache and like, now you, you just, know, now you just made it weird. You just made it weird. <laughs> Daddy Tom, come on, Dave, get up word. Well, if I'm not mistaken, because I spotted this one, I saw it, but The Invisible Man that came out earlier this year. I think there's an Easter egg for this, because isn't the name of the hospital Santa Mira? The hospital? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And well, also, Santa Mira was also the invasion of the body snatchers. Hmm. It, it was. Yeah. Which, which ties into so the, to the, kind of to the plot. It's kind of a lot. It ties yeah. other, um, to other things, which is really also, fun. Also, also uh, the, three, uh, the three masks show up in the guest. And during the climax, during the school dance, they have the three masks set up in the background. And see, I think that it's 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 just telling it's with a lot of this recent stuff, like people are just rediscovering, and it's definitely now more cult classic than being infamous because before it was just I, this infamous film. I, I think I think there was always been fans of it. They're just more comfortable now stating yeah. that their love for it because, like, more as more people watch and they were like oh this is this isn't bad at all this is this is good and, and now you got you know people who've been fans for years like see I told you I told yeah you. yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it's definitely always had its fans but yeah they are a lot more vocal and plus we have other people who are big in the horror community that are have really loud voices about it uh darcy <laughs> on uh the last drive-in uh you know, she's a huge fan. She's been pushing for Joe Bob to do it. Joe Bob hates it. Um, <laughs> you know, so there, there's a lot of, you know, people are just making a lot of noise about it. Yeah, you know, I, and I, I love that. Even Mustafa Akkad, before he passed away, he uh, he said at uh, one of the horror cons that uh, he appeared at uh, not too long before his death that uh, he didn't think this was bad at all. He thought it was a good movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the people in the audience like, yes, thank you. You know, I always so. liked it, but my mom told me it was like it's kind of like I got chastised for that. Yeah. Like she's yeah. like, you're not allowed I, to like that. It's stupid. I, Why are you stupid? I actually, <laughs> actually, I actually caught this one late. I was like, maybe in my early twenties, the first time I seen this because I put it off because I was, oh my god, this, oh, don't watch it. It's bad. They, they don't even have Michael Myers, and I'm like, what? Oh no. And then I, said, fuck it. I said, fuck it, and I finally that. watched it. And I'm like. Fucking y'all talking about? This is great. I love this. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot to love about it. There's so much, yeah. uh, so much interesting stuff, and in I really like uh, just just what they did with it. It was very unique as compared yeah. to everything, especially at that time, and even now, it's very very unique. Like as, from Stonehenge. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you if you Robot look, to- what the hell? You know, and if you look too, and you know this, this may be something you guys know. Um, you know, if you pay attention 
with it being that, you know, the whole Celtic, you know, thing. If you look yes. at the masks, the masks are the same color as the Irish flag. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. yes. Oh, wow. They are. That did not occur to me. Yeah. If I may, I just want to say that um, I, I was one of the early haters, and I apologize. I want to throw myself on the mercy of the court right now. <laughs> um, the one thing that this movie stood out Guilty. for me were, were, the, were the deaths. This movie has some interesting kills in it. Yeah, and that yes, was the one does. thing that I enjoyed. But what brought me around to it more recently was uh, O'Hurley's performance as Cochran. He is fantastic in this. He yeah, just, sure is. He just exudes Amazing sort of this smarmy, like he's really enjoying his work, you know? He's really enjoying it. Of course, he's the old man from RoboCop. I <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, he he was kind of known uh, for like what villainous roles later on, I guess. Uh, he was, it's, and it's, I think in the original in the original story, wasn't he supposed to be like some three thousand year old demon who was uh, doing this? Yeah. It, it, but that that all got thrown out, you know, cast aside. But yeah, I loved his performance in this. I could just I could watch him all day, just that grin, you know, that just you know. Yeah, he was. He's a great horror villain. Totally yeah, underrated. Yeah, he doesn't it's, get enough love. I feel like at all. Oh no. You know, because Mike, Michael not. Myers obviously overshadows him, but it's just the fact that. Well, because it's like a bloody, in-your-face, gruesome right. kills, and this is like so much more fucking evil. I mean, and it's more. It, this, this is actually like more cerebral and more. I mean, yeah, it kind of borders on the on the sci-fi side of things, but. I yeah, mean, Connell yeah. Cochran is like a vicious motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like Erica's opening, op- Erica's opening line, he's going to kill millions of children because yeah. it's you know, a joke. It's a joke. The ultimate joke. It's the ultimate joke. Wow, that's <laughs> nope. really funny. This kid. Donna, his son, his actual, uh, his son in real life, he actually played the villain in uh, Death Wish 3. Death Wish 3, yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Rob would know that. Yeah. Ma- Ma- Manny Fraker. Yep. And, and he's great in that, too. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill a little old lady. Just for you. Catch it on the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> he busts out the Halloween 3 mask, makes her sit in front of a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, I have never understood the hate for this film. Um... And I'm glad it is getting more appreciated. I think the first time I saw it actually was on Monster Vision when Joe Bob aired that in the 90s. Yes. And yes. I enjoyed it at the time, and I act- I actually liked it a lot more than the Michael Myers, uh, you know, entries in the series. So I'm like, I'm definitely in the minority for like being like, yeah, this is actually my favorite entry in the whole franchise. Uh, there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of people who are coming out and saying that now. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Byers is one of the, you know, quintessential slashers. So yeah. there's a lot of love there. So if you say that to those people, they get really fucking they, pissed they off. They do, especially when I, <laughs> the original Halloween, in my opinion, was completely overrated, and I cannot sit through it because it bores me to death. Like that is <laughs> it's, way- it's it's a you know I gotta say I for the first Halloween I do like it. I thought it was well done, and then I was like, we could have left that alone after that. Like, that just left it perfect. And that, and that was like, Carpenter's idea. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be this sort of, uh, you know, different story each time. It's kind of Halloween stories, like an anthology type. Yeah. But people wanted Michael Byers. They wanted And, and Carpenter hated Halloween, too. Absolutely hated yeah. it. Yes, that was under duress. I love his comment uh, when when he, when uh, when he said, um, "We just remade the same film, only not as good." 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, if, and if we're talking favorite Halloween movies, I mean, I might be in the mind. I might catch a lot of flack for this. I don't give a shit. I, I, it's, it's, no, oh god, I hate four, five, and six, and Rob Zombie. I hate those. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, now, now, and Candy knows about what's going on. This is going to be like more of a nostalgic movie for me, more so going forward after everything happens. But the 2018 um, Halloween, I think, was very well done. I thought and it was fantastic. I that actually like I, I go back and watch it, and I'm like, this is actually a really good movie, and except for the one scene that we can all agree could be taken out <laughs> with, with, with the doctor. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That almost like derailed the whole movie, but thank God they got it back on track. I think that was that was just Michael mask on. I think I was I think that was uh, David Gordon Green taking a shot at Rob Zombie. Uh, oh, that, maybe, that was, yeah. Yeah. No, that that's definitely a. Wait, Rob uh, Zombie's I, an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> the fact the fact that the doctor just 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 speak. He said one word, and of course Michael says one word in Rob Zombie's movies. He said to Michael, please speak. And he crushes his fucking head. That's David Goy Green saying, "Fuck you, Rob Zombie." <laughs> I don't know. It just it just kind of felt like an unnecessary plot point to get um point A over to point B to have the climax yeah. happen. Other yeah. than that, I fucking love that movie. It's it is my hands down my favorite of the Halloween movies. Uh, yeah, I love Second it. would be the first, and then third will be Halloween three, like in order, just like well, that. I loved that you know how the that newest uh, Halloween entry uh got so much shit. Because it was too violent. Did you hear all about that? It was everywhere. Yeah, but, and, and, and then now Halloween Kills is supposed to be like, like they said, it's like a slasher. Yeah. Carpenter's words, it's a slasher on steroids. Yeah, my buddy yeah. worked. My, I have a buddy that actually worked on that movie, and he said it was. He said the kill count is insane, and he says the deaths are so much more violent. So you mm-hmm. thought anything was going to get grief before? Wait till this one comes out. See, and and this like, is why like, like, fucking COVID sucks. Bitching about it. <laughs> Instead of being too violent, I'm like, you know, this is a fucking horror movie. Where were you in the 80s? Like, right. it was yeah. all about the kills. Well, it was all about the kills and how gruesome they were. And, and that's and what it was about. Like, yeah. Could you imagine going to a I Halloween? I must have that. I miss uh, 80s horror. And also I'm just trying to picture someone going to a Halloween movie and then someone says, what did you think of it? Well, I thought it was kind of violent. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a horror fan? Do you know what this is about? Are you... <laughs> But you know what? To kind of to kind of go on what Erica said before, I mean, the the first one is a classic. By by, I mean, I, love it or hate it, it's, no, it's a classic. I, I, it, it definitely set the trend for you know the slashes going forward. But, but I can kind of see why. Right. But I could but I could kind of see why, like Erica would have that opinion. And other people would could could think because there's very little gore at all. There's no gore in yeah. the original, there's and everything is no tension. Blood at all. Yeah. yeah. But, but if everything you look, is at, tension. If you look, yeah, the tension was amazing. If you Especially look at a lot of those end. older movies, though, you never saw the gore. Primary yeah, example, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was surprisingly. I, I was just going to use that one. I actually, in in college, when I was doing, I was studying for criminal justice, and my professor told me, you know, horror movies are violent, this and that. And I'm, she said, give me one movie where you don't see. Because I told her, I said, you don't see anything in a lot of those, you know, those older movies. And she said, you know, name one. And I I told her, and she's like, no, you see all this stuff. I said, no. With Texas Chainsaw Massacre, your biggest, the biggest thing with you, it was your mind. Because it was, because you never saw him when he, when, when what's his name was laying on the table and Pam's on the hook, you never saw him cut him with the saw. You saw the movements. Yes. And that was enough. When he hacked up Franklin. You know, the only thing that you really saw, and I don't think some people don't realize this, is when they, the only really bad thing, once you realize it's there, 
and you guys will never look at the movie the same, is I'm good friends with John Dugan. He's one of uh, he's a very, very dear friend of mine. And he had said that when Franklin gets that jerky, mm-hmm. that is actually a penis. So when he's sitting oh. there chewing on it, look, you'll see it. It's a penis. Well, shit. That's oh the most graphic thing you see in that movie is a penis mm. in Franklin's mouth. Well, just, uh, just an, uh, well an update too. for those playing along at home. Um, after our holiday break, we will be coming back with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so keep note of that. <laughs> Get your jerky ready. But yeah. it's also true, like, they kind of go back to the Halloween thing where um, I guess um, when Carpenter was trying to shop this around to like the different studios, he showed it to an executive at Fox, and it didn't have the music. And she was yep. like, "This isn't terrifying at all. Like, what is this shit?" And then when uh, the movie finally came yeah. out, she was they, they 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 even said, and even what Christopher Lee even admitted before he died that this was the biggest mistake of his career. Yeah, was turning that movie down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Same thing with Fox. Fox was like, when they saw the movie, they were like, "You got a gold mine, and we should have never turned this down." That was another reason why I think Paramount jumped all over Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but uh, wasn't Joe Dante originally tagged to direct this? Yeah. From what I understand. Yes. yes. I wonder how I, that would have turned out. You know what I mean? I wonder how different it would have been. Definitely would have been a comedy. Well, I, was, I actually yeah. have the book. I don't know if you guys have it. It's called Taking Shape. Uh, no, I do not. It's, I, I highly recommend it. It's high, and they just released a second one where it's um all of the lost sequels that never happened, including there's like a whole like I think 120 page because it's like 600 pages a second book about the proposed Tarantino Halloween 6 movie that never was. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, okay. Tarantino was going to produce Halloween 6, and it was supposed to be like like this batshit crazy film, even more so than what it actually was. That producer's cut, though, I'll be honest, I did not like because I loved Halloween 6. I did not like that producer's cut because it, it just totally, the whole concept, like it, it was almost a whole other movie in itself. But when, you know, you know kind of in the back of your mind what it was, but when they really straight up just made it an incestual relationship between him and Jamie, that was, to me, it was like, okay, did you really have to lay that on the table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, the movie's really also, well, we all know it because it's Paul Rudd's first movie. Yeah. Yep. On top of that, being batshit crazy. Paul Rudd. Um, Paul Rudd, never, uh, he makes me laugh. I never want to see Halloween 3 remade, though. No, no. I don't, I don't think it ever would. Do, I, I don't like to see a lot of things remade. Um, every once in a while, they get it right, but for the most part, it fucking sucks. And and, and then we have a list of, of ones that are, are done right, um, and they're kind of universally agreed upon. But for the most part, like I think if you tried to remake this film, it just wouldn't have the same, that special mixture of everything that makes it great if you try to remake this it you just it just wouldn't be right it's kind of an I, offense i think we have to yeah. confess there's a lot about this movie that makes no fucking sense whatsoever and that's I okay mean, sometimes. but i mean I, even I, as, even I, as far I as horror movies go yeah, yeah yeah i mean and i i said that with love i mean that with love you know <laughs> it's just it's like what did they just say you know, like. Well, okay, so like, like the part for me that the like, okay, just an example of what doesn't make sense. The the lady when she picks up the the silver shamrock thing that fell off the mask, 
And she's like, I'm going to take a hairpin and fuck with this. Start picking Why at would it. you yeah. do yeah. that? Who yeah. <laughs> does that? It's like, here's a piece of electronic equipment. Let me see if I can fuck it up with this hairpin. I'm that like, was, no. that was Tom Atkins' wife in real life. Yeah. I know. I know. And he's, and he's next door banging what's-her-name. Like, yeah. no while his wife is getting her face blown off with bugs and shit. One of my <laughs> biggest one of my biggest pet peeves with that movie was, at the, you know, towards the very end, when he picks up the box, Stacy's are, you know, uh, Ellie's already been, you know, converted supposedly. And, yeah. you know, they're up top and he drops those those tokens and all of them drop. Why did she not drop? Because minutes later they're in the car and she's choking him out and she's already won. Why did it not take her out at the same time? That's a good question. <laughs> yes. And we actually did when we were able to interview her on our podcast years ago. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah, it was greatest birthday present ever. Uh, she she had actually also and she said, that, you know, you hear a lot of this, but she she brought to the table. And this, like I said, this was over 10 years ago. Um, but she had said. Imagine if she was already one of those assassins or, you know, mm -hmm. converted and she came into the picture. When you look at it from that aspect, she's like, people have come to me with that all the time. And she's like, that's kind of always one of them unknown questions. Was she or wasn't she? You know, and she's like, if you look at it from the perspective that maybe she already was changed over, but when she, you know, when he ran into her, then it kind of changes the concept of the movie a little bit. Yeah. So he bangs an, an android? You know, yeah. have, you, have, you, have, you, have you picked up a computer lately? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to again now. Now I know what to search for. Tom Mac is the first one to bang a sex doll. Yeah. It's the it mustache, man. It gets him every time. This yeah. movie is and so ahead of its time. About that, yeah, with Tom Atkins. This is the second John Carpenter film. Where Tom Atkins gets to, you know, get freaky with the younger chick who comes onto him first because the first time right, was right. in the fog, you know. Yeah. So he gets, yeah. you know, he gets yeah. to young that, that, that that just shows the power of Tom Atkins because he was able to bang Jamie without the mustache. You know? <laughs> right, because yeah. in the fog it was weird. It was like he was naked. I was like, where, where's his mustache? Well, he's naked in Creepshow too. He's with really that, with the mustache. Yes, it's just weird. <laughs> it's, it's really weird to look at him without a mustache. I'm like, I don't know. Tom <laughs> the Tom Atkins Appreciation Society right here. Maybe the, the head of it. Daddy Tom. I just like to say that because, you know, my kids are older, but, you know, where they're looking at memes and they're showing me stuff and it's like a thing to be like, you know, oh, here's so, so-and-so, daddy, so-and-so, like, it means they, they think they're hot. Like, have you, yeah. have you seen the meme with, with Tom Atkins and it's like Tom Atkins, it just says Tom Atkins and it says he can either help you out or take your girl in the end it's his choice <laughs> there's a new there's a new halloween three shirt and it's just the name halloween three and there's very very fine print yes we were just yeah, yeah we were talking about it recording. Yeah. yes if you hate halloween three tom atkins fucked your mother or something like that i'm like i love this i just i just that's my ne that, that's my next tattoo i just figured it out <laughs> my mom hates halloween three because she banned it Know, have man. you seen have you seen the other one too where it's him like it's a scene from him in the hospital like smiling or something and it says Tom Mackins doesn't give a fuck if you hate Halloween three? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love it though already. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or there's the meme where it's it's uh, every time somebody bitches about Halloween three, Tom Atkins fucks your mom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's so great. Listen, I'm, I'm and I'm sure like I'm not the only one. I think Candy, you met him too, right? Tom Atkins? Yeah. No, no. All right, listen. How he is and in the movies is actually him in real life. That is him huh. for real. And like what my my, <laughs> my best friend Selena swoons over this man. She loves him, and she made sure she got like Tim, and he was like totally like hugging her and like not even like creepy old man but he was just like that tom atkins was putting out the old tom atkins vibe and it worked <laughs> all right <laughs> if, if that makes sense so one more like thing he was, he was making women too. melt Got at it. the table yeah <laughs> like, he I just he'd, he'd do a billy zane on me where like when i was going walking over to get my picture with billy zane my knees i thought they were going to give out because i was like swoony and He's so I was like, older. I'm about to beat Billy Zane's ass. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if and, I can walk over there. My legs are not working. And I got to hang out with Stacey Nelkin at, at Cheller. We were just we were just bullshitting for like a while about like just stupid shit. Not even the movie. She's like one of the biggest sweethearts in the world, too. And I'm sure. Super nice. Can, yeah. Like one of the nicest people. Like is very like friendly, very like humble, like just totally like. Even she can't believe, like, the phenomenon behind the movie. Like, all of a sudden, like, it's like, yeah, well, I hate at first, but she's like, now all of a sudden, like, I have a line of people that want to meet me at, at these shows. She's like a relationship, like, sex expert type yeah. thing now where she has Yeah, I, I was reading about it. Well, I mean, after working with Tom Atkins, what'd you expect? I was going to say it's all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that immediately status, you get that. <laughs> you, know, she used to, you know, she used to date Woody Allen. I was really? reading about that, <laughs> oh. and, she, and she claims that when she was 16, and right, he insists she was 17 or something like that. Well, of course, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she was. And then she, she has. She was married and has kids with Barry Bostwick. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Wait, she has. Yeah. She has. She has kids with asshole from Rocky Horror. Yep. Asshole. <laughs> oh, no. well, Brad Major plays asshole for us. We're, we're fans of the movie. We can call him. Yeah, that. we did a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, no, episode Megaforce. before Halloween, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was really fun. But he'll uh, always yeah. be the guy from Megaforce for me, baby. Uh, no, he's he's Megaforce. Brad, the asshole. Persis Kambata, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Persis Kambata was gorgeous. <laughs> the only thing so, that makes the Warrior of the Lost World fucking watchable. Yeah, I just watched that one today, as a matter She's of so fact. pretty, and I'm like, why are you with this fuck face? He sucks. And he's going complete dick to her through the whole fucking movie. And then she's all, like, making out with him. And I'm like, he fucking left your ass there. With that you big, fleshy, out. hairy face of his pressed uh, all over his Oh, God. Well, we'll have to move talk, on from that. You dare talk <laughs> shit about the god that is Robert Ginty? Robert Ginty. <laughs> <laughs> exterminator, god damn it. How dare you talk about Robert Kinty? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we'd be a little remiss. I mean, we're talking about the, the greatness of Tom Atkins as well. I mean, how do you not bring up Night of the Creeps, though, either? I was thinking Night of the Creeps. Because thrill me? Like, come on. He's amazing. They actually yeah. have the, the Night of the Creeps when they released the the move, the DVD or the, the Blu-ray. Screen factory? And they, the action figure. And if you uh, I was gonna you talk could... about the action figure because um they they had a, a recent uh it was very successful on Shutter. Um In Search of Darkness is about eighties horror films, which you know eighties for me is the best horror. But uh, he's on there talking about he's holding that figure from the Night of the Creeps and, and just being Tom Atkins, I'm like, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> he's so fucking funny, he's got a great sense of humor and he loves that. And he's holding his characters, you know, 
big year from uh, Night of the Creeps. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it that's like sucks. every, were... that's like oh, every sorry, person's dream. Like every, you know, every like boy's dream is to be an action figure. So at some point in time when, you know, you find yourself. I have a buddy that was in The Walking Dead and they turned him into an action figure. And I'm like, dude, you've lived every little kid's dream right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I wanted to be a Barbie. I mean, like a, a weird Barbie, but a Barbie. <laughs> weird Barbie. You know me. I mean, I love makeup. I'm very girly, but I'm kind of like familiar with the Powerpuff Girls. I'm like goth bubbles. <laughs> I'm super like but whatever, you know, but I'm like really dark. <laughs> you know what? The, I, I feel like at this point, because of like, like the way the trend is, I think we'd all be okay if we were all Funko Pops at this point. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, yeah, my head's big enough. I just added Ash from Army of Darkness to my collection of Funko Pops. I, I saw that. You too, my daughter Veronica. For that, she's awesome. Just a little, she gives me a little gifts to cheer me up as I go through this spinal injury, whatever fucking drama it is. But yeah, I was like, that's just that's the most amazing thing. But yeah, definitely. Funko Pops. I want to be a Funko Pop. <laughs> Candy, the final girl. She is the Lucille Ball of horror. That's me. <laughs> I really am. That, that's perfect. I really am the Lucille Ball of horror. <laughs> anyway, so moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, my original intent, and um, I'm glad Tim did it because I wanted somebody to do it, but I was going to do sort of like what we did with Return of Living Dead where I did the entire scene um, where he, I was going to do the entire phone call. From Tom Atkins. And I was like, that'd be kind of clunky at the very beginning with me saying, I'm Kenny Final Girl. And then I'd go straight into that. And I was going to pull all my acting chops out. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know. <laughs> but so I'm glad somebody did that quote because I was like, I'll just sing the theme song or something. You know? <laughs> I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to steal your spotlight. I'm no, no, no. I'm glad somebody did. No, I'm saying like, I couldn't do it. So I, I wanted somebody to do it. So I'm glad that you did. I'm actually you thanking you. Put me on the spot is the only thing I could think of. I buys hope, but nobody else said it. Yeah, I'm glad somebody did. It worked out so perfect. That was great. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, somebody has to do that. Yeah, because when we did Return of Living Dead, I did a trash scene right before she gets naked. <laughs> that was fun. We did a, on the podcast that we did where we interviewed Stacy. We did a movie review and then we talked to her. And the movie review we did was uh, Scream Four. So, oh. so we did the opening segment was the phone rang. That's how the the whole the podcast started. The phone rings, and I answer. I'm like, hello, and my buddy's ghost face. He was like, what's your favorite scary movie? And I'm like, well, that's easy. Halloween three. He's like, what? What? Oh fuck, never mind. And he hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I like that. I like that so much. But uh, definitely. Uh... Yeah, uh, I like uh, the skull mask thing, the the story behind the skull mask, because you know how they they strap him up and uh, Tom Atkins, uh, him, Tom Atkins. Uh, um, but yeah, they, they strap him up and they put the mask on him, the skull mask. And I guess in rehearsals, he, but he like kind of threw it at the camera and it landed. But then they were kind of pissed off because it took him 40 takes to do it on camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> For me, that was the most implausible scene in the movie. Is when he throws that mask. Yeah, and he's just, just so perfect. Yeah, I mean, I just let it go because I mean, we're this deep in the Halloween three. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. He saw Mackins. It's okay. We're right. Good. You get to you get to pick that apart and like, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the penis jerky in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anybody else? <laughs> uh, I forgot about it till just then. Until the day I die now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it out of my head now. I'm like, Appreciate that. Okay. When you guys when you guys do the Texas one, let me know. I would love to come back on because, like I said, I'm – I'm very dear friends with John and Terry uh, and you know, all those guys. That, I was hoping you were going to say well, you still had the prop or something. Then. We <laughs> got to have you back for that. Uh, we'll be doing that right after the holidays. I will send you the date or have Erica get it to you <laughs> so you can come on and talk Texas. There's some stuff awesome. because I was like I was friends with Marilyn before she passed. I was friends with Gunner. Oh. And I work I work in the movie business and there so there were things that when um, you know we had John and Terry at one of our events. And, you know, I keep I keep in contact with John. We talk at least once a week. Um, and, you know, there was things that behind the, the scenes stuff that, you know, Marilyn told me about that, you know, you when I tell you guys, it, you'll you'll it'll be a whole nother factor when you're watching it. Oh, wow. because you're like, yeah, you're definitely coming back for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm, I'm going to schedule you for sure. Definitely. Cause that, that. That's going to be a fun coming back, you know, right after Christmas. Like, guess what we're talking about? Uh, you know, so I'm excited for that. So yeah, definitely come back for that. So I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, I'm just curious how everyone in particular feels. Uh, are you are you more into the Michael Myers stuff, or does this story kind of capture you more than that does? I I mean I'll, I'll take over this. Um, so I I kind of have to preface preface this a little bit yeah. where. We went to the Monster Mania event at the Mahoning Drive-In, and they did a double feature with Halloween and Halloween 3. That so we got to fun. see this on the big screen, which was awesome. 35mm yeah, prints, too, so it was the original prints. Mm. Um, well, not you know what I mean. They were original yeah, prints I, I, of, of I the movie. You. So I asked my niece right after, because it was her first time really seeing Halloween 3, and I was like, what did you think? And she's like, it was interesting. And I'm like, what didn't you like about it? And of course, where's Mike? Where's Michael Myers? So it's, I had to explain to her like I'm going to tell you guys. I think Halloween three works because it it took a chance. It kind of it kind of delved you know well it definitely took a left turn at Albuquerque away from the slasher. Yes. Genre. It kind of like I said has like that 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 sci-fi like invasion of the body snatcher style. Which is ironic. Yes. Right. <laughs> and um. I like I like this one mainly because it's it's got a good story and you know Tom Atkins you can root for him and Connell Cochran is like a great villain so like I mean Absolutely. while I do enjoy Michael Myers in most of those movies I, that, that's why Halloween three has a special place in my heart because it's it's such a different vibe and it works. You kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, because, we're, because we're the same person. We are, kind of, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we, we, we vibe like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I'm curious about your thoughts. Self-help. steps to Tom Atkins. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in that group that has always loved this movie. Um, I remember watching it when I was younger, um, 10, 12. Um, and it's, for it having the, the Halloween name, it is so different than you know everything else that that i was into at that time with you know your friday the 13th uh, hey, no, never on no, street. street thank you and you know it was it, it was different because it was just 
I don't know, it was creepy, like, the fact that you put this mask on and you watch this commercial and all these fucking bugs, and we've talked about, like, my issue yeah. with bugs. Yeah. When we did, we when we did a creep show. show. Yeah. yeah. When we did a creep show <laughs> episode, you know, and, and the cockroaches. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, to see that and, and, like, all those bugs just pouring out of the fucking mask. And the and fucking just... snakes, because you know how I feel about things that wiggle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was, that was just, that was just too fucking much for me. So, you know, I, I love it, um, regardless of the fact that there's, you know, there's no Michael Myers or anything like that. Um, it was different, and uh, I loved the masks. I wish I could have gotten, because Don Post did, like, the, the masks. Uh, the, the, he, they mass produced the uh, the masks when the film came out. Yep. And they I could. always, you know, wanted to get my hands on one. And um, well, you got a lot so, of money because you can. Well, Trick or Treat Studios. Actually, I don't know how much money yes. you have, and we can't afford it. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, I just want to say because uh, this because the original Halloween for me was one of the two movies that got me into hard to be with Night of the Living Dead. And the original 1978 Halloween, those are the two movies that set me on the path to, to here. And so, yeah. like, Halloween 3, it was like, I don't know, it was like trying to, like, really like your stepmom because your dad really wanted you to, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, Not she's that. fine and all of it. But I, I've, I've come around to it. But, I, like, when you guys were bad-mouthing Halloween, the original Halloween earlier, God, it hurt I me did, a little. I did not. I I'm liking it. It's It's... Michael oh, Myers is not my favorite slasher. I don't want. I was. I didn't want to point fingers. I don't want to point fingers. But so that's why it took me a while to come around to this one. I fully admit. But the first you, one to me was so important. Being offensive. I mean, my. I think it's your generation because no, you not, did experience. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was born in '79. Okay. I mean, I'm in my 40s, but no, I think I think maybe that's what I bring to the show is an older perspective. You know, the, you're not you know? super older, but, but you're, yeah, you know. no, it's a but, mature perspective. No, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It's an experience seasoned, one. seasoned, seasoned veteran. Yes. But I'm, I remember seeing Halloween and just it blowing my mind. So anyway, it, it took me a little while to come around to this one. But this one's got I a lot. That's my mom's and, and not and not the least of, we we haven't talked about. Oh, really? He's hair in this one. It is perfect. Oh my God, right? It's I thought perfect. about it's that. It's white and it's it's up and it's gorgeous. Nice. He's got the wave. He's got that wave going. It reminds me of how amazing Joe Pilato's hair. I love his hair. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I, and Pilato hair. Joe Pilato had like his hair needed Academy Award. Equally, equally quaffed. I, I cannot take my eyes off of Hurley's <laughs> hair in this movie. I cannot. It's great. I, I, I love have it. The same thought. I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, no, it's not just you. <laughs> okay, who uh, who hasn't gone? I haven't. Uh, okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I, I do prefer <clears throat> Halloween 3 over the other entries in the Halloween franchise, including the original one. Um, it's anger some people, but I, I, I think part of this, <clears throat> I've, just, I've never been a fan of like that era of slasher films, with the exception of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I just don't really like the hulking mass you know, killer who's silent and just... Apparently motiveless. I've never really. Because I know you and I vibe on uh, a lot of uh, Friday the Thirteenth for that reason. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't care for that Friday the Thirteenth franchise really. So I have my guilty Like Halloween Three was just so um, creative, and there were just so many 
just weird elements. Like I wasn't expecting Android henchmen, you know, or, uh, <laughs> I, and I remember that, that whole like techno pagan, uh, you know, or techno druid element was just really cool. And the idea of a mass sacrifice, I, I love, there's just so many cool concepts in this thing. Although I do wish that we had more um, on screen mask deaths. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool. I, I had that thought too. But it does make the the mass deaths that we see like have a lot more like impact. I think. And it's that much more memorable, I think, too. Mhm. I think I think if we did have more, it probably would have meant less. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So I'm gonna take David's twist on this with a little bit with the whole stepmom thing. Okay. <laughs> over here, it was a creative uh, ta- uh, take. He's over here trying to like his stepmom and all this. So, to me, Halloween 3 was like the hot stepmom that you wanted to bang. It was there, it was in your face, and I was all about it. Like, there was, I didn't have the like, it was just there. It was just, you know, and to me, the two franchises, you know, that yes, they're all part of the same franchise, but, you know, they're two, to me, they're two separate entities, but... I, again, when it comes down to between the two, Halloween 3 will forever and always be. I have, and I'll send pictures, I have a life-size replica sign, Welcome to Santa Mira sign, in my yard. Oh, my wow. God, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, and even on my wall, I wish I could, you, I said I wish the camera's on, but I'll send the photos. Um, okay. The, uh, the big brown shamrock that's on top of the factory, where, it's, where all you see is just the shamrock. Yeah. I have that hanging on my wall. I had that. Oh my god. Yes. I so like people drive by and they like they look at us like we're a bed and breakfast. (laughs) And I eventually at the at our previous house was an old bed and breakfast house and we had this in the yard and people would come to the house. I don't even think they just paid attention to what the sign said. They would come to the house and ask how much was a room. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what are you talking about? And they're like, Well, isn't this a bed and breakfast? I'm like, No. And they says, Well, your sign, I says, read it. You know, so it got to a point where I had to, I had to take it out of our yard the first time. But then when we moved, I have it in the yard, and it's like people are just kind of in awe of it. You know, I'm the Halloween house, and so in it's year round. But yeah, so you know, on on that perspective, like I said, it was to me, it was just straight up the hot stepmom I wanted to bang right away. So there you go. <laughs> Oh my god! This is fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's your mom, dude. <laughs> exactly, it's your mom, dude. But yeah, that's that's a great take, uh, Rob. I gotta give it to Mikey first. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, Mikey was always be my. Uh, I had my a friend on the front. Yeah, but I mean, this is definitely top three for sure. It's, it's definitely number three, uh, uh, number one, and uh, number four. I don't know where the hate for number four came from. I like number four. <laughs> I actually like it. No, like, yeah, no, no uh, I agree. Part, part five is a piece of shit. Part five is the one I hate the most in the series. I cannot stand part five. That's, that's part a five. universal truth. No, I'll disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know. This is the hot sex history, what's the fuck? I know everybody says the uh, <laughs> is the worst, but part five is much, much worse. Part five, part five has the worst of everything. The worst performance from General Pleasance, the worst score, the worst mask, the and worst And that was right before General Pleasance died, because I think they had the m- memory yeah. to him at the end, the worst, right? The that was no six. It's what okay, killed well, him. I'm fucked up, sorry. <laughs> Everything about uh, Halloween 5 was incorporated in Part 5. 
Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is very high for me. Uh, I, I love the different direction. I wish this would have been successful enough that he could have get, kept going in that direction and been like a different, you know, Halloween story every every new entry. But you know, of course, Mike Mikey was the one who brought in the bucks, so they had to yeah. bring it back. Yeah. And uh, I wish they would have left that part because uh, then we get part five and. Oh, uh, I, told, yeah. I, told, I told I told I told Ian. Me and Ian had a discussion. It was like, you ever want somebody to come and shit all over Part Five? I'm your guy because I, I cannot stand. <laughs> yeah, and, and it sucks because I'm actually friends with Tamara Glenn too, and she's a sweetheart. So, that that movie. Oh yeah. I did a I did a movie with her. I was actually oh. in a movie, I was in a movie with her, and we're still we're we talk almost on a weekly basis as well. And I do I like it. It is you know like she said, it's the hot stepsister. I'll bang it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, know? you don't. Can nobody you else wants you. Hell, I'll do you. What the hell? Why not? Somebody's got to stand up for it. I'll fight for it. Right on, man. We do you. <laughs> yep. Or the stepsister, whatever. I gotta say, um, you know, for me, like, because I said my mom had drilled into me to hate this film, but I still could never bring myself to completely hate it. Um, It's just like, when I was a kid, I enjoyed it, and as a teen, I enjoyed it. When I saw Monster Vision, I was like, Joe, Bob, you're mean, but okay, I still, you know, I'm having fun. (laughs) But as an an adult, and and we have children, um, they're... Two of them are, the girls are grown, and, and our son, Ash, is uh, 13. But as an adult, uh, you know, as a mom watching it, and I'm thinking, this motherfucker's killing kids. I'm like, hey. Because my kids would have been like, oh, that's fucking cool. I want one, and I would have bought him one. And I would have been like, oh, a horror-a-thon. Definitely, let's do it. Like, you would have killed my fucking kids. I'm angry. <laughs> you know, as an adult, I think you look at things differently, and it definitely gives you a different perspective, a different appreciation, you know. Um, I would have been shitty if my kids got killed like that. Uh, what was I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so so it just it just give a different perspective. I think time can weather away some shit, and especially when somebody's programming you to hate it, and then yeah, as a grown up, you're watching it and you're like, okay, you know, you got different eyes. So I appreciate it even more now, definitely. That's how I fell in love with Friday Five. Yeah, Friday yeah. Five's uh, coming up before our break, and uh, I think you guys will be surprised at my reaction. No, we won't. <laughs> you won't because you live with me. Hush your mouth. Hush. 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 Yeah, we were talking about this before the before the um, we, we jumped on the air with everything. Um, you know, like now the fact that people are starting to get some love. Like, I mean, you're wearing like the Fright Rags. Like, Fright Rags has like a whole line of Halloween three yeah. shirts. I think um, Cavity Collars even has some. Gutter Garbs has some. Yeah. Um, they even and have, NECA. They just released Halloween three Christmas wrapping paper. They did. Trick or Treat Studios <laughs> did. Yeah. Sean, get on that. Yes, Trick or Treat Studios <laughs> has that, and then they they have the, the three masks. But NECA, we were talking about earlier. NECA has like that that three pack of they they somehow turned the masks into like action figures. With like little kids wearing, and it has the alternate versions of them watching the magic pumpkin and their face melting with the bugs and the snakes. That's amazing. And if you have you ever seen, if you look online, have you ever seen like the original like yellow ad that they have, like that they had for the masks? Have you ever seen that? I think I did. I think I I might have. Okay, they actually actually turned the back of that box that has each one of the characters. 
they actually turn that into it. And then on the bottom of it, uh, it, it's, it, you can mail it to silver shamrock novelties. Um, and it has the regular masks and then it has the melted masks. Um, it has the TV. So when you, when you turn it's the magic pumpkins on it, um, it's beautifully done. I mean, the, the little kid, uh, the skeleton has the skeleton costume print on it. You know, I mean, they just, they went out the, the mask with the, uh, that are where they're all distorted. You know, the bugs and the snakes are coming out of the masks. So, I mean, they did a phenomenal, beautiful job. So, and like I said, even the, even the box has the embossing on it to where the, where the witch is over, like over the sky. Um, that is actually coming. It's actually pressed out. So it's almost 3d. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. That's really awesome. I, I, I want to address something, you know, we talked about the concept of the film, and a lot of people, um, you know, when you read reviews, uh, they'll say, oh, well, it's not because of Michael Myers that I hate it, it's because the story's stupid. But I mean, I like, I guess if you bring it down to its elements, it's kind of hard to link together, but the movie, I think, does a pretty good job. Because if you say, okay, there's witchcraft, Stonehenge, robots, or assassins, whatever you want to call them, um, and we're killing kids, so uh, what do you think? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like what? How do we connect the dots? But I think they did a pretty good job, actually. Yeah. I mean, even even the 2018 version. I mean, they they give an homage to it where the kids are trick or treating with um yep. wearing right. silver shamrock masks. Um, and then you've you've seen the behind the scenes. So I think I put it up for Halloween as my cover photo on Facebook, where James Drew Courtney is in the entire you know the full Michael Myers like outfit with the the three kids that are dressed up as the silver shamrock masks. Awesome. Which which was which was kind of cool that they did that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty I'm, cool that they uh, they incorporated the witchcraft. Actually, I thought that was neat. Yeah, um, that was cool. And I know I know Sean is definitely um, you know knows a lot about witchcraft and uh, you know uh, that's probably I'm speaking for you. Go ahead. Why don't you take over? Why, why are you gonna put me on the spot? Because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I mean, I thought it was cool. There's not really a whole lot to touch on. I mean, it was interesting. You know, the whole Celtic concept and Stonehenge and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, it's just like something you didn't see in films, uh, particularly in 1982. You weren't seeing a lot of films that were going to go that deep on, on something that was a bit more um, obscure. You know, it's not out now like slash and dash. You know, I I, I really like that that concept. Uh, that old Celtic side of it. I think that's one of the reasons I took to it. I'm 100% Scotch Irish, so I'm drawn to the whole, you know, just that whole uh, life, that whole environment. You know, I'm, that, I'm that's, a that's Irish stock very strongly. So uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think that's kind of what draws me in a little bit as well. I did. Yeah, I did I, think it was kind of cool in the in the the scene where the androids are, or the robot henchmen or whatever, and they have the, the computers all set up in a circle, almost mm-hmm. like it was mimicking, you know, the layout of Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very astute. And I like how the number to, to get the ad going was 666. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys noticed that? Yeah. 666. And then that's how Tom knows when he goes over to turn it on, 666. Pretty cool. There was one other what, thing. We were, we were talking earlier about the things that kind of bothered us in the movie. There And 
I don't know if it's, um, but when he punches through Dick Warlock's stomach and pulls out the wires. Yeah. And the next, and the next scene when they're dragging him off and they open up the elevator door, Dick Warlock's standing there again. So yeah. I don't know if they just, if, if they, it was just kind of a, you know. They had a, they had a spare. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things you can do if you really love something. You can just create your own lore. Yeah. Like, well, you know, they're, they're like replicants. Yeah, replicants. I'm talking Blade Runner. Okay, like, either of these assassins, you know, I'm sure they have a couple of models, you know. But, yeah, how cool is it that Dick Warlock is in that? Dick Warlock comes up a lot on this show. Yeah. And I mean, once Billy he's my Warlock. favorite. He's my favorite Myers. He's such a nice guy, too. Like, yeah. very yeah. nice. Heard, like, very, yes. very nice. Yeah. And he has the greatest name ever, Dick Warlock. I know. I, I was thinking of him. did talk about Billy Warlock, his son. Uh, because oh, yeah. It's society. Society was a fucking crazy oh, episode. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, then he ended <laughs> up in the Then he was in, like, General Hospital. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. had those, those looks for it. He looked like a soap star. And with the last name Warlock, it just, because they all have these fucking crazy-ass names. I was like, it sounds like a soap name. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he was a good-looking guy. Good-looking guy, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he, was a, he was a term uh, that we used to use when we used to make uh, short movies back in the day. If somebody wanted to be paid, we'd call him Billy Warlock. Yeah, because the whole <laughs> Baywatch shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, who the fuck you think you are, Billy Warlock? the fuck out of here. Not either. <laughs> yeah, we, we, do, we do talk about Dick Warlock a lot because he kind of shows up in a lot of the episodes that we cover. So it's always cool to have him, you know, just show up like, hey, Dick Warlock. All right. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's something I've made a note of I wanted to bring up that, that um, we were talking about people showing up in other works that we love is that um, one of the kids playing Tom Atkins' children yeah. in this movie – Jonathan Joshua Miller, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wound up to be the writer of, of Final Girls. Of yes, Final and that's, that's Jason Miller's. Yeah, Jason yeah. Miller's son, who was, yeah. you know, it's all, con- it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> I was, I was actually, I was actually think, uh, considering using his line. Mom already got us mask. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting, like, as far as the story to make Tom Atkins' character, like, so kind of interesting. Because he's a doctor, but he's a fucking drunk. <laughs> he's a drunk. He's, like, carrying around a six-pack with him in half the movie. And he's he, got, and, like, a and, six-pack And, and, and the mom's kind of a bitch, but I get it. Because, you know, he always fucks up on, like, being there for his kids, but he's a doctor who's drunk. And mm-hmm. um, and this, you know, he he's, he's not, he's investigating these masks. And so he's not seeing his kids. His wife's, you know, ex-wife's pissed off at him, and he's drunk. But he's getting him some ass, and you know, whatever. It's just like, okay, like the Tom Atkins yeah. starter kids, a flannel shirt, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like beard and mustache. Yeah, <laughs> mustache, the beard, getting some ass, some young ass. That, that's that's one of the uh, the biggest reps of the movie too that I that I hear from people. It's like, dude, he's a fucking doctor, not a cop, investigating all these murders and shit. But you know, it's not. But it, it works because you know, Tom no Atkins. No one is immune. No one is immune to being an addict. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
So clearly he's a drunk. He's got his problems. It, but I think it gives the character a little bit more life. You know, it's not like this perfect, like I'm a superhero doctor and I'm great. And, you know, well, he, just he's like flawed. He's flawed. Just like when he's on the phone with his wife there towards the end, and she's like, you know, he's not drunk, and she's like, you're drunk. I'm not. It, yeah. 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 That, that's, yeah. That's, yeah that, right. That occurred to me. Hey, he's the boy who cried wolf there. She's like, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. I've seen it too and, many yeah. times. This is too know, many times. And so now nobody believes him. Exactly. So, I mean, it was actually, like, put there for a reason. And But it, I think it does round out the character. It gives a little bit more depth. You know, he's, he's uh, fallible. He's got flaws. He's more of, like, he's more relatable. You know, we don't have, like, some fucking perfect superhero person who's... You do know what I mean? Oh, no, I got and it also ties back into Halloween, the original, because Nancy Keys is, yeah. is the ex-wife. She's the only one in all three of the first three, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and then it does, she doesn't get credit for it, but Jamie Lee Curtis's voice is the one. The voice. The yeah, over the the speaker, I think, yeah. about the curfew. Yeah. So yeah, that I think that's pretty cool. It, there's there's just so many. As, when you get into these horror movies, you start, you know, drawing like the, the the maps where they all connect. Right. It was, it was in this, and it's like the 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 seven, seven degrees, degrees of Kevin Bacon. Separation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except it's the horror version. Um, no. You know. So yeah, that it we, we we have like recurring people. We're like, oh well, we just talked about this person in like you know two episodes ago, and here they are, or this makeup artist, or you know what whatever. Well, I, if I you look it. at that though, I mean, even with like Rob Zombie, I mean, they use all the same people. You know, they get that core group of people that they like working with, and they stick with them. Yeah, I call them a stable, uh, because that's what they they use back in the old Hollywood days, like they're you know the. So it's a stable, but I, I, I always say Ed Wood's stable because he used the same actors and actresses all the time because he was broken. They were friends. Because they would called... work for methadone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shot right. to Bella. Okay, I get upset about Bella shots. Let's shot. shoot this fucker. <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> I could do quotes Carlos and that would be all my love. my shit. Karloff, sidekick. Fuck you! Oh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this was my favorite line ever. But yeah, but we see that. Um, we talked about that with Romero. Romero has a stable, um, yeah. not just yeah. of actors, but of uh, you know, makeup artists and you know, cinematographers and so on and so forth. Yeah, people so who want to them, tough it out. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, they they do sort of form these relationships. Uh, Mike Flanagan has a stable. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like speaking of like more modern stuff. Yeah, it's like Quentin Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, he yeah, I mean, he has a way to stable. pop up and you know all of his. Well, I mean, so. Adam Sandler's got his little stable. Kevin Smith yeah. has a stable. Judd Apatow, like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Before it's just it's just like that level of comfort, like the, the security blankets that they're comfortable with. Yeah, and and I think that's a wonderful thing. I love seeing that because it's kind of like a familial feel, you know. And according yeah. to one of my exes, I had a stable of hoes that I used to cheat on her with. <laughs> hey, I, I, according to my cheating exes, I was I had a stable of, of hoes, too. <laughs> but I'm enough to, to swear anyone off women. Just like I can only deal with your shit. Because you I have just like this massive personality and I always just talk about my feelings and I don't have any fucking filter. <laughs> I'll swear you off women in a heartbeat. Oh, ruin your life. <laughs> be like, I You're a man. 
Uh, see, I, I, I gotta see if Tom Atkins has like a weekend retreat or something. <laughs> well, if he does, I'm going. What? He like gives mustache grooming tips and like, you know. Well, and I hate I keep keep having to bring up the um the driving, but he was actually supposed to be a scheduled guest this year. They were oh. gonna have him. They were, they were doing some type of like Tom Atkins like um like appreciation weekend or something, and he couldn't come out due to what you know is going on right now with with yeah. covid but he's older he's older he's definitely yeah older. so he's he's definitely at risk at this point um i know they were trying to get him for they were doing night of the creeps a couple of years ago and jason oh, yeah. lively came out i didn't go to that one but um they were trying to get tom and i guess tom couldn't do it because he was doing like he has like all these con appearances that like he's always at i mean people love tom atkins but Women he's still on demand yeah i mean uh, i demand Truthfully speaking, Tom Atkins was Bruce Campbell before Bruce Campbell. Yes. Yeah. I love Bruce Campbell, too. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. That is, yeah. If I had a stable of hose, Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah, Tom Atkins walks up, <laughs> basically, you could say. My picture of us with Bruce Campbell is right there. <laughs> that's what you slimed him? Huh? Yeah. Oh, what I slimed him? Yes. I, I need to do over. I'm going to have to sign my ash pop, but um, I need to start over. Wait, sign what? Ash. <laughs> Oh. My ass. Yeah, I want him to sign my ass. Okay, come on. I have a little bit more class than that. If he says if I did that, I'd have to get a tattoo on my ass. And it's weird. His signature is just like a little, like, M. It almost looks like like a, like a M in cursive or something. It's like just a scribble when he signs it anyway. Yeah. So, that's, that's, yeah. Um, that's how you know that's a person who signed, like, 100,000 autographs, like, yeah. all the time. They just basically they just gave a fucking, big fucking X. Uh, let me, yeah, let yeah. me, let me tell. I gotta, I gotta, I told you, I can't believe I've got to bring up this, this Tom Atkins story. Okay, so, so as you know, I, I met him at, and I'll, I'll, I'll find the pictures and I'll send them to you in the, in the group chat. So, when I met him, it was for Creep Show, because I love Creep Show. is like my, oh, one of my, yeah, you know, one of my all-time favorite horror movies is Creep Show. As we know, yeah. Now it was, it was him and Adrian Barbeau was there too, and she was a total Ooh, sweetheart. Awesome. I loved her, like. Like, would hang out with her all day, every day, if I could. Um, That's so great. So she signed whatever. She's like, what should I sign on this? Now, again, as you all know, I have my evil ex that took all my shit. She signed, like, this big, like, inscription, basically like a monologue um, of, of Billy, basically, like, berating me on the poster. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I asked him. I'm like, hey, um, he's like, what, what am I signing on this thing? Would you ask him to slap you? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. But I, w- I was like, oh, can you put... um. The next time I catch you with a worthless piece of shit like this, you'll never you won't be able to sit down for a week. He's like, I'm not signing all that. He goes, not at all. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, put something then. <laughs> like, he's just like, I'm not writing all that shit. He's like, what you, what's wrong with you? Like, I, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I, I did just pay you, but whatever. Well, you know what? You, you gotta try. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, and I can't really get mad because at least I got fucking snapped on by Tom Atkins. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> well, Bruce Campbell made fun of me in front of a, a huge group of people, so I got that. I hope it. I hope it was an entertaining story for him to tell. At least I can live on in infamy. Lucille Ball of Horror. <laughs> I fucked that up. Oops. <laughs> Lucy. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh no. You got some splaining to do. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh god. <laughs> Can we talk about for one second? Can yeah. we we talked about the um the the mask the bugs? 
coming yes. out of the mask. How much did we enjoy that death scene of that family? Like when they showed up, <laughs> when mean, they show yeah. up at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, like they should have had signs around their necks, like we are going to die horribly, Human and you're going water. to love it. And you're Sorry, going to love no. it. That, is, that, that, that was great. I love that. I just love that whole dynamic Yeah, when you first dynamic meet, you're like, them. I can't wait for you to die. And then, yeah. too, again, we, we talked about that. I love that in horror because we root for people to die. And it's like, we do. Like, we it's do. Not, it's we're, not psychopathic. It's not like it's like yeah. the notebook or something like, I can't wait to <laughs> fucking die. Or, or, you know, or, or the English patient just fucking yeah. die already. Or, or like I said, like Titanic, you're not wanting people to die. You know, like you're not supposed to anyway. But it's totally acceptable no, and okay in horror. Yeah. When and when they and, and the thing about the thing about a lot of horror movies is there's no doubt at all when they show up for the very first time. You're like, oh yeah, they're gonna uh, fucking die. They're gonna die. And, and I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, and you're like, I can't <laughs> fucking play either. Look at the fucking crickets coming out of the kid's mouth. I love it. That's what you get for flipping off your mom, kid. No shit. That's what my mother would have said. That's what's going to happen to you. (laughs) (laughs) A rattlesnake's going to come out of your fucking head. Uh, and bite, bite the mom. And bite, yeah. I, I gotta find the pictures, but because again, they were they were showing it. There, somebody was actually able to recreate the entire scene where um, little buddy with like all the shit coming out of the mask, and they had the magic pumpkin like on the TV playing like like the silver shamrock with like the other two kids using my quotation fingers for those that can't see um, on when they when they listen to this um, as the witch and the and the skull. So it was actually kind of cool. Like, again, the impact of this movie, I think now it's, again, starting to become such a – it's becoming, like, more prevalent that this is, you know, more – it's, it's more – I think it's I think it's almost coming out of the shell of cult classic and becoming just accepted at this point. Yeah, and it's a wonderful thing. Um, it's about fucking time, you know. Let me put it this way. I was three years old in 1982, okay? <laughs> I'm 41. It's, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> you know, I like to think like I put my because as a writer, I like to put myself in, in situations and think like, okay, what would I do here? Because I use that for like my characters in my books, and so I like to think like, okay, like if I was a kid, you know, at that time, which I was when I saw it, but I was like, which mask would I have gotten? Because I knew I would have wanted one, probably the witch, skull, witch. skull. <laughs> Cooler, but I would. I'm, I'm just. You pumpkin. Know, I'm so yeah, bad. Yeah, we do the pumpkin. All right, go for yeah. the pumpkin. Tough choice though. I wanted to go with the pumpkin, but I think the witch looks the coolest. Yes, it does. That's what I'm I saying. It's so. the, the aesthetics. Yeah. Reminded me too much of my mom. I didn't like it. Note to self, insert Seinfeld baseline there. <laughs> like, the airing of the grievances shall stop. <laughs> Eric, I just texted you those pictures. Ooh, okay. Take a look. She's like, gosh, it's really small. Are you on a chat with her? I've yeah. been there. Yeah, it's cold here. <laughs> my window's open. <laughs> oh my god! Sleep my camp flashbacks. Beanbags and pubes, baby. Beanbags and pubes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I it's, 
do I fit in or do I not? It's not you, short. You have definitely thin. adapted so much better than most I can, guests. I <laughs> most guests are kind of like, the what the, the fuck? Can, but I will stretch that shit out. I'm so glad my mom doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> my mom should she'd probably be like into it but she'd be like fuck this episode that, that's a pretty good person. my mom talks kind of like billy does in a creep show she's probably bad she doesn't listen yeah. to shows so I can Come billy, everyone does i love my mom but you know she just she doesn't listen I'm, and she I'm hates this fucking shit like, this movie my mother would have been like uh this is how you talk on it? You motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers, my word. Rob? Uh, oh, that's you hear my mom say it. like the drinking game for what we say all the time. And I was like, I wonder what my word is. And he's like, motherfucker. I'm like, do I really say it that much? He was a motherfucker. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't realize that about myself. I learned a new thing. I say motherfucker a lot. Absolutely. I would send this Absolutely. to my mom. I don't know <laughs> Take a drink. I would send oh, yeah. this to my mom, but I don't know if it gets picked up on the radio in the backseat of a car in a parking lot of Arby's. Oh! oh! Well, the French fries, you know, those Arby's fries are pretty damn good. I gotta say. Potato yeah, 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 got yeah, me with potato paste. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, left turn, Clyde. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst Thanksgiving dinner ever. Like with your fucking family, and you like you're all this airy. You're fucking. Pro- oh God! Like, <laughs> No, it's, it's like what well, like started when my mom dinner. was blowing the neighbor. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then and, and I delivered papers to his house and he fucking wouldn't pay me for the fucking papers. Oh, the whole thing. That I already <laughs> paid your mom. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's like, dude, don't help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like we're writing a bad sitcom. <laughs> I got that. Or, or a great sitcom. So I have sitcom. that to contribute, my- you know. So, yeah, I can do daddy issues. That's why I'm in love with old men, I think. My brother has that problem, too. His his husband, they, they just had their second marriage ceremony in Japan. He likes older men, too. We've got daddy issues in our family. <laughs> See, I was, in, like Tom I was in an accident. Yes, sir. I was in an accident 29 years ago. I was hit by a train. And I, now, this is legitimate. She can, Erica can vouch. I was hit by a train. Oh. Lost oh my, my left arm, left leg. So I know about train wrecks. And my fucking mother is a complete fucking train wreck. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I know about train wrecks, let me tell you. Wow. Damn. <laughs> oh. I... Yes. Well, yeah, that I play that to both dads that suck. Uh, I had a chance at two dads and failed at both. So, <laughs> And they don't listen to the show either because they, they suck. So, yeah. I'm on my own. So does my mom, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively, oh, and... <laughs> so, uh, at this juncture, do we want to start giving reviews? Sure. Because I want to go first, so nobody steals my, my, my thunder. Okay. <laughs> Usually, I wait to go last, but um, mine is... I, I have a typical... 
uh, rating that somebody else will definitely do if I don't do it, so I'm going first. I'm giving this film, as always, I'm very generous, um, I'm giving it an 8.5 out of 10 Tom Atkins mustaches. (laughs) It's not a perfect film. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, there's definitely some what the fuck shit in there that, you know, kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on? Uh, sort of like uh, we talked about, you know, some of the things where we're like, why is it like this or why did this happen? It's not perfect, but uh, it, it was definitely uh, a departure from what Halloween was doing. And I think if Halloween 3 had been Michael Myers, I don't think Michael Myers would have any legacy left at this point. <laughs> I think we needed to change up and it was fun. I enjoyed it as a kid despite being told not to. And as an adult, I have a new perspective, and I, I, I just think it's a really fun film. And I, I like the performance, especially of Tom Atkins in it. Um, Daddy Tom, okay, that's what I got. All right, I'll follow up. Um, I'm going to, like you, give it an 8.5 out of 10 uh, Silver Shamrocks. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the Celtic and the uh, you know magical references. I think mm-hmm. the film's fun it's different um it's not like your typical slasher films it's an interesting concepts um the mask deaths were really fucking cool even though the the bugs and snakes like creep me the fuck out um, <laughs> and brother and, and yeah, it's, that's, uh, you know yeah again uh, a reoccurring theme dave going back to the ocd all those fucking bugs just uh, uh, someone's gonna have to clean them up yeah, there's there's a bug wrangler somewhere. And you know? fuck you and, if you're making me go near that fucking snake. Fuck you. It's not happening. Yeah. People are just going to die. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. But most Sorry. of all, most of all about this film, Tom fucking Atkins. So Right. That's, yes. That's what I got. All the A's. Uh, I guess I'll go. I'll give it uh, a 9 out of 10 dollar store mask. Wow. uh, I was I was gonna say when y'all was talking about mask and shit that uh uh I wouldn't have been as lucky to pick one of those. I would have ended up with one of those fucking dollar store masks that you can't breathe in. (laughs) That was me in eighties. My paint is still wet and you're like like, thin fucking rubber band in a mile from the projects when I was growing up. That's how poor I was. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't have had one of those masks. It was a dream. We've definitely been suffocating all night in one of them. <laughs> Dad, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Nine out of ten. Uh, this is this is really fun. Um, I, I I have a few issues with the makeup effects. Like sometimes they're cool, sometimes they're not. Like the yeah. the fan, the yellow mustard phantasm blood. Uh, just, Orange juice. And, uh, by the, way. the fact that uh, Ellie's dad, when he gets killed. Uh, it's, a po- it's, it's cool because he digs into his eyes, but he ends up looking like fucking Jack Palance when he's dead after. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't look so bad. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it just do it. It's fine. You know? um, all, in all, all in all, it's all good. Uh, I, I really love this movie. And uh, who cares if it doesn't have Michael Myers because he's got the fucking acting. So, That's right. <laughs> Yes. You can't appreciate Tom Atkins. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that should be on a T-shirt. That should be on a T-shirt. Well, we've got some pretty good Tom Atkins shirts out there, but we can always, you know, contribute yeah. our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants to rate? I'll go next. Oh, go okay. ahead, me. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead, Erica. No, oh, 
Okay. Um, well, I really, I like how uh, unique the storyline is. It just has a lot of um, kind of unexpected plot elements that do come together pretty well. Um, the sci-fi and occult elements together are just very cool. And I do like the fact this movie has the balls to kill a kid on screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. The few nitpicks I have are pretty minor. Um, so I and it's mostly just uh, uh, lapses in logic or, you know, loose threads. But it's like, you know, if you can accept the the occult um, sci-fi elements, you can overlook the other stuff. Exactly. Go, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with nine out of ten stone hinges. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> nice. Very Nice. All right, I'll go. Okay. Um. Obviously, when you see the pictures that I sent, Erica has got the pictures. She'll post them. You'll understand. I'm gonna give this a 10 out of 10. Oh. By far, 10 out of 10. Tom Adkin ass cheeks. Oh, you <laughs> one better. So that's is that five for each cheek or? Yes, it is. I would give this movie two thumbs up if I had two thumbs. I would just have one, so it's one thumb up. Uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> So it, there's every aspect of this I love. This was one of the very first movies I was ever introduced to. Um, the two movies I was introduced to growing up um, was Halloween 2 and Halloween 3. Um, and it holds a, a very close sentimental value to me because my grandpa introduced me to this movie. I love every aspect of this movie from the sounds to the, you know, like he was talking about earlier about the effects, you know, the cheesiness of it. Because... I like the practical effects because anymore when people try to do it with CGI, it ruins the movie. You know, and Tim, you, you haven't been here for our previous episodes, but we, we talk about that every episode that we are very anti-CGI. Uh, We're very mm-hmm. practical effect people. Like, I'm a huge Tom Savini fan. Like, he's the, the fucking legend. But, you know, practical effects definitely um, high marks all over here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and not to get off subject, but I think one of the biggest CGI mistakes, you know, that were made as far as, you know, some at least movies in the last 15 years was take the devil's rejects. You know, they get shot and they move and their bullet hole moves. I mean, it does, you know, it's like they get stabbed and the knife stays in the same place, but the body shifts. It's like, come on. Like, really? So, but no, I give it a 10 out of 10. Tom Atkin, Tom Atkin ass cheeks. Five one, um, just all around. I think the best part of it is the scores. The soundtrack is absolutely flawless. It's really great. It's um, amazing. Yeah. So I, just, I was telling um, Sean when we were watching. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we do that all the time. Um, I love the little do 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 right before they do the silver shamrock thing. Like that is chilling to me. It's so great. Yeah, and I love the the intro and the exit, the Chariot of Pumpkins. You know, I I, I absolutely love that. I want them played at my funeral when I die. Um, I even have a oh, game wow. with my my daughter. We used to eat. She used to she would listen to it with me all the time, and we would get the Ruffles cheddar cheese chips. And, it, and she looked at him one time. And we were listening to the soundtrack while we were driving. She's like, Dad, look, it's like the pumpkin. So every time it would make the noise, she would bite on it a little bit. And it was just it's sentimental in my family. So, Aww, that's so yeah. sweet. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Amazing. And when she shows great. the pictures, you will see my love for this movie. Yeah, I can definitely tell, but I'm really excited to see these pictures for sure. And maybe um, with your permission, we could uh, put yep. them 
put them out there and let yes. people see your collection. Absolutely. Okay, definitely. Um, who's up? Can I go? Can, can yeah, I go? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna, I, I, and I, again, I'm a late comer to this movie. I have to say because I was one of those people like who hated it off the bat. But you've seen my, the light. But that's my, well, it's my fault because I was loyal to the original. But um, I'm gonna have to give it eight out of ten. Oh, here he's hair because his hair in this movie. <laughs> Whenever it's on screen, my important. eyes were just drawn to it. But I'm gonna tell you the one thing that really brought me around to this movie is the one thing that really bothered me about it back in the day was how the fuck did they get that giant, like 40 ton rock from stone? But, 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 oh, Cochran, Cochran says, uh, he, he alludes to it. He says, you wouldn't believe how we got it here. We had quite a time. And you know what? For me, that's good enough. You know what? He yeah, just he messed it. That's it's, good enough. It leaves it to my imagination. There's magic with the fucking Right. It's, no just, it's fucking. Right. That, that, so, yeah, I, I, I like this movie a lot more today than I did uh, yesterday. That's awesome. So I, I'm making progress as a person. <laughs> I think that's important as we, as we move along. Eight out of ten stepmoms. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now you just uh. made it awful. Stop it. <laughs> Although. <laughs> okay, who's up? Nico? Me. Um, I'm going to give it eight and a half magic pumpkins. All right. Since nobody used that yet, surprisingly. Right. Um, yeah. I what else can we say about it? It's, yeah, I, I thought so too. <laughs> I'm surprised, but hey. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I dig it. It's definitely in my, my top three for the Halloween um, franchise. It's different. It's got that sci-fi like vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the effects, the effects are pretty cool, and like you know, everybody's saying like it was ballsy enough to to kill a kid on camera. You know, to actually like show that. <laughs> right to to show. I mean, not 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 since Feast had a child been like openly just murdered on camera quickly. Well, for yeah. little buddy's case, it was slowly. Um, you know, Carpenter <laughs> score with with Alan um, Howarth. Uh, that that whole synthesizer works. It's a definite time capsule of of, of the eighties yeah. with the score. Um, yeah. Fuck you it's for not score, liking though. this. With even though Michael Myers isn't in it, it's a good story. Yes. Tom Atkins. Yes. <laughs> um, and and Connell Cochran needs to get more more recognition for this because he is definitely a brutal motherfucker like he's he gonna is. kill and all he these does fucking it with kids a smile which is even more chilling he loves his work i love his little <laughs> dance i love his little dance when they're when they, they do the pan shot back and they're looking down and it's it's actually halloween and they're dragging the assassins to drag him uh off and mm-hmm. you see dan kind of come out it's Halloween morning. He looks up. He takes a breath, and he kind of just does that little kind of just jump, and then he just yep. kind of yeah. keeps walking. It was like that little giddiness that was in him that kind of made him almost like almost almost sent him like a kind of a sentimental character in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Definitely. to kind of t- touch on what Dave was saying, apologize. Um, Stonehenge. How did they get it there? Uh, I mean, yes, you guess you can use. <laughs> I mean, it ain't like they fucking boofed it over there or something, but, you know, I mean, they had a... Yeah, Rob got that. <laughs> um, um, no, but seriously, I would kind of would like to know, like, that that could be like a little mini-movie on onto itself of how the fuck they got Stonehenge all the way from, you know, point A to point to point B. 
every time I watch it, I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Because we were talking about that when we watched always, it. But that's been the age-old question about Stonehenge anyway, is how, you know, how, how the, the Druids how they built do Stonehenge thousands of years ago. You know, yeah. how they moved the stones. And so it's, you know, I think it's interesting that they use that. Yeah, yeah. You and know, they still didn't give you an explanation. Because right, we don't yeah. even know about Stonehenge itself, so that's kind of cool. So it works. It works. When I think if, it, if if too much was given, it would take away from the 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 kind of the wondering of how did all this happen. I think if you knew, it would maybe take away from a little bit of that mysteriousness. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, think, and I think that if they if they gave an explanation, this could be a totally different episode because then we could all be like shitting on this movie because that's it's true. A fucking yeah, it, stupid it would, idea. It would take you know? something away from the film, yeah. definitely. And, and I know I always say this, but like some someone like those those little quirks give some of these movies like their actual charm mm-hmm. that that make them so that we that we love them. So, you know, is the movie perfect? Absolutely not. I mean. This is we, we have a fondness for non right films. right and I, I think that that also works in the movie's favor and again Tom Atkins and, and his foil of, of Connell Cochran like that's that's just that that's the movie there that that's that's what I that's, yes. that's what I see when I see it fuck everything else it's just that yeah you know yeah. it's just two, two good actors just fucking trying to like and what, you know what I didn't mention I did kind of touch a little bit on it but I, I want to just kind of expand upon that for just a second is what a fucking ending. And originally, I guess uh, Tom Atkins said they shot a couple different endings, um, but it was going to be uh, as you know he's screaming into the phone, it, you know, before it went to the credits and and the, and the theme there, um, it was going to have a million all these children screams, mm-hmm. and like how fucking haunting would that have been? But I actually like it better that it just goes straight to the credits because you don't know. The you novel. Can imagine. The novel actually gives a little bit more to the ending. Ooh, that's what I I've heard. That's I won't give any of it away, but it, there and actually you can go on. There's actually an audio version of it online somewhere. I mean, you can look it up and find it. So, but <laughs> okay. the, but the novel does give a little bit of a of a adds a little bit to the end. And yeah, in, and taking and taking shape, they actually have because each movie has its own chapter in taking shape in, in the first taking shape book. And Halloween three goes very much into detail about what you were talking about with the novel and the actual ending of the movie, uh, the, the actual ending of the book as well. And I think there, there was a happy ending film too, wasn't there? If I'm not mistaken? Are, are we talking about the same movie? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there was one where like he, yeah, he got it in time and I think that someone someone didn't like the way that that, that the ending like, yeah. kind of no, played out. I think, they, yeah, I think it's, it's better left, you know, them wondering, did his kids die? You know, that's did all the kids die? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was you know, but he, you know, his big thing was he was trying to save his kids, his right? Because he's yeah, like arguing yeah. with his wife. Yeah, he's like or his ex-wife. Sorry. Yeah. Listen, like, bitch. Listen. Yeah. He's like, listen. And yeah. another thing too, I mean, maybe uh, maybe it's just me and I'm, I don't know, but um, he's in California, correct? Like like the, the, this all takes place in California. Yes. yes. He's on the phone with local TV in that area. That was yeah. Not across the world here, like. You know, they were still showing the commercial, it's the, just his the area. commercial all around. Yeah. So you 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 come away with it knowing because I, I I definitely have that thought as well. Like uh, that was a local thing, so kids were dying, a lot of kids. He couldn't save the world. <coughs> that might actually but, make this like like the darkest of the Halloween movies, and and it's yes, it really, really when you really because, think about it. Because there was no way he could have got saved everybody. Yeah, but he, right. if he could save some people. 
you know and but you're left to wonder did it did it happen well that's and then and that's even kind of what it goes on into the into the book you know but as as you're sitting there it's almost like you know he's yelling into the phone you almost have to wonder what is he looking at with those three kids from the gas station that's standing there you know are they dying in front of him and i love the fact that he didn't tell them to take their masks off you think that would have (laughs) been hey dudes Take those off. Just right now. Take those off. You know, before. Well, well, I think he knew he was working at like a, a time crunch and he was more concerned. I'm obviously about his own children. I mean, I love all kids, but if it came down to it and I got to pick a couple of kids, it's going to be which, my which is kids. Which is a parent's um, you know, intuition and instinct to protect kids. their children. But I, I think like just like like Rob said earlier, I think because we were we were broke as fuck growing up in the Bronx. I know I was. I was um, broke. <laughs> definitely would not have had a silver shamrock mask if that was fucking real. Me either. Real. I was like, lucky to get like, we would have survived. I think probably I, I was. Andy would have survived. I would have been ecstatic with yeah, that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 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 one of the few times like oh you i'm broke okay i'm still alive i like, we doing tomorrow oh you're dead yeah. all of us broke have... ass motherfuckers would have been alive yep. i still have my it. original 1985 pac-man ben cooper mask in the, with, with, with the vinyl cooper. suit it's still in the package and it was 2.99 yeah. but every time they pull those masks i'm like ben cooper masks <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Rob, remember that? Well, Woolworth used to sell those shits when we were kids. Oh, Woolworths. Yeah, totally. Oh, man. <laughs> See? When I, was, I, just when I was a kid, I think one year I went as like a Care Bear, and I remember being Jim from Jim and the Holograms because I wanted to be like some, you know, a rock star or whatever when I was a kid. And, um, you know, and, and those masks back then, you know, the broke ass masks, you know, they have a little, tiny hole to breathe and, you know, little, <laughs> and the, tiny and the holes little, to tiny holes. And it's like plastic. <laughs> Like apron type thing you put on, that was your yeah. costume. That were totally flammable, probably. Fucking they were totally flammable. And you're like trying to get to as many houses as you can. Um, and for me, it was in a pretty <laughs> rough neighborhood. So you were running your ass from house to house. And like eventually, you're like, I'm going to pass out because I can't fucking breathe. Can't breathe. That shit was as waterproof as it came, though, man. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they cover with naphtha. Fucking they go right up like a goddamn torch. <laughs> Oh, the good old days. Yeah, the 80s. The 80s were, the were, 80s, were fun, yeah. and they were not fun. You know, it just depends on, on my mood, on what we're talking about. But 80s horror is uh, definitely my go-to. No, I don't um, like my mom. No, it's cool. No. <laughs> oh. See, my mom was my mom was one of the guys. Oh, you said 80s 80s whore. I thought you were talking about my mom. I do have I do have an idea how they got Stonehenge there, and it was you know you're talking about the bugs and all this other shit. You know, oh, they they trapped that shit in my mother's vagina. The bugs and the fucking Stonehenge came all together. To Holy shit. <laughs> Well, there was still room for more, but that's just what they just wanted more. Do I have time to get another drink? Because I'm going to need it. <laughs> uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, actually, uh, Sean's phone died. He's out here with me. Um, so, uh, did everybody give their ratings? Rob, did you rate? Yeah, I did. Okay. Sometimes I lose track because you know how my brain is. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead and um, let everybody do some plugs. Uh, uh, we did not do plugs last episode, we so we're going to make time for that. And I'm going to let Rob go first because he loves giving plugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Uh, of course, you can find me on uh, the Action Drunkie. Hey, what the fuck? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> he turned the lights up on me. And justice fell upon the white girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, you can find me 
you can find me on the Action Drunkies. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, the Facebook, and uh, YouTube. And yeah, that's it. I'm not. I'm not sitting there listing everything I've done. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good enough. I got. Enough. I got. I got entirely too much shit to list. And I'm just sticking. <laughs> too much. I'm sorry. Well, we'll focus on the Action Junkies, which is doing quite well, and it's an awesome show, and I can vouch for that because I've been on it, and it was really, really fun. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm waiting for that last Dragon episode. Oh, me. oh yes, 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 totally, totally, yeah. totally. Every, every time, we gotta, we gotta get that one done. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think my episode's gonna see the light of day, but I had a good time set up on No, no, no. I'm it fucking with you! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anybody... Uh, Tim, is there anything you'd like to plug, where we can find uh, you? Or um, I so uh, let's see here. I actually um, I am a published author. Um, Ooh, yes, yeah. I actually have the same uh, I have the same publisher that Tom Savini, Kane Hodder, and Eileen Beach use. Hell um, yeah! Yes, um, uh, my first book got released, uh, re-released this last November. Um, it's an actually and it's an anti uh, anti bullying children's book. But we were okay. actually just submitted our first psychological thriller novel. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, so we're just waiting to hear back on that. Um, I just had a movie uh, released uh, a couple months ago uh, that I did with Tyler Maine and all of his people called Penance Lane. Um, and that's okay. out on uh, Amazon and Apple TV. Um, and uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, under uh, Sam Hain. Um, and, uh, I also, I have, uh, my page, uh, I got my makeup page, Scream in the Dark Effects, um, and you can also look up Mr. Pumpkin, uh, um, .org, and that's got all my stuff on it. Oh, amazing. Okay, uh, I, the other thing I really have to plug is this show and, uh, uh, I have some uh, 80s horror. I, I noticed a trend in all of my articles that uh, I write about horror movies. They're all 80s horror. So you can find that on our Brother Podcast website, Behind the Screams. Uh, a lot of my 80s horror shit. So, well, all of it's 80s horror. Never mind. I think I just kind of cemented my place in that. I'm just 80s horror, bitch. That's me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got. And the House of Screams. Uh, I run our Twitter. We've, we hit 2,400 followers. Uh, I do all of our social media. You can find me, uh, Katie Final Girl, on the Slasher Horror app uh, social media thing. Uh, I'm not good at this with words uh, right now. But uh, and I'm Candy the Final Girl on Instagram. If you care about horror and makeup and cats, uh, that's what I got. Oh, <laughs> oh Erica, all wonderful things. Erica, did you want to plug uh, the brewery? I do. Um, so you. can can find me at myhorrificlife.com. In light of uh, last week's uh, recording on Wishmaster, I want to uh, give a, a plug for Andrew Devoff's brewery, uh, which is Three Marm Brewing, M-A-R-M. You can find them at threemarmbrewing.com, on Instagram, at threemarmbrewing. And also want to send him uh, good vibes because he has been diagnosed with COVID-19 and he has some uh, unpleasant symptoms that he's working through right now. Yeah, all the good yeah. vibes for him. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Much love and respect for him. Definitely hope that, you know, he continues to improve and get yeah. through this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to plug anything? Nico, you got anything? Um, the horror pop radio is going to be returning soon with, with the new co-host. And um, what, what I'd like to do is like, just discuss it with, with that person. Let's try to have like, you know, you guys jump on during certain oh, episodes for, for things. So you can find that on Facebook, horror pop radio podcast and on Instagram under the same name. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. Because I don't know how much candy loves that. And I, I, I see it every Facebook. time you say it. <laughs> no, I know. It's a good boss. name. <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook at Nico Nice. Yay. Sean, Dave, anybody? You guys have anything you want to say? Nope. I'm good. Just uh, be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always. It, it's free. I appreciate you guys letting me come on. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely have you back yeah. for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll get you the dates and stuff for that. Um, uh, we'll back yeah, for uh, some more mom jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are fun. I'm going to have to add some dad jokes to, like, really, you know, so we can throw I would up. like to plug one more thing. My mom, uh, you know, the come and go on 72nd Dodge in Omaha, Nebraska, the glory <laughs> hole in Stall 3. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 9, Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 11. Um, if, if she's not there, just leave your number. She will be back as soon as she can. <laughs> Hold on, let me write this down. I need like a fucking picture of Fred Savage to come up and just put, that was a little savage. <laughs> oh, trust me, man. I'll be back. I'll be back with a vengeance on the next one, dude. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you bet. I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There was some really like like oh. before Marilyn died, she she shared a lot of of insight that I don't think that she's told too many people. And you know, I've talked to John about it, and and you know, there was some really intense shit that you know, they went through on that movie, you know, and I've worked on many, many movies and there's been times where I've been just completely miserable. And I always think back to every one of those guys on that movie talked about how miserable it was. And, you know, they all got, they all got screwed on that movie. Mm -hmm. Like just financially, they're just the whole nine. They just, it was just a shit show to begin with. Um, But uh, you know, every time I'm there and it's like, you know, the, the temperature's hot or, you know, whatever the conditions are, I think back of like all the shit they went through. I was like, I got nothing to bitch about, you know, and that movie became, you know, a huge, huge. It's iconic. Yes. You know, and it's horrifying. And so, yeah, I'm excited to share the stories that, uh, that I have. I actually own um, one of the masks from one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Um, uh, It's from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. I actually have one of the masks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So awesome. if we can figure Sweet. out this whole camera scenario, um, I'll, I'll show some of the stuff that I got. Yeah, hopefully we can do that. Nice. Um, so that's awesome. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your insights. And uh, we really appreciate it and enjoyed having you on. And uh, we'll be looking yeah. forward to seeing you for our Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So uh, everybody, uh, next week we will be – or our next episode, I should say – we will be covering Maximum Overdrive. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I was, I, uh, this is on the list because I, I was put under duress. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. So yeah. prepare your assholes. I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> I'll bring my mom. 
<laughs> Let her know. <laughs> Let her know I'm handing it out. But uh, yeah, uh, and I bite love Stephen pillow. King. I'm just gonna yeah, bite the pillow. I'm going in dry on that one. But uh, <laughs> and I love fucking Stephen King. He is it for me. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, on our next episode. So everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight. And uh, I had a blast. And I'm looking forward to future endeavors. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a good night. Love you guys. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye.